You done there? Yeah, I'm settled. <laughs> Welcome to the Mick and Marina show. I'm Marina Gorski. And I'm Mick Jordan. And today we will be discussing a film I've recommended to Mick from last week, which actually two of them, which is Beetlejuice and um, Nightmare Before Christmas. And he's going to give me his feedback now. Okay. Well, as I said to you last week... Don't bother if you don't like it. Okay. Well, that's (laughs) the end of that show. Um, No, I did. um, Beetlejuice, as I said, I'd seen before. So, I mean, we'll start with that. That was, uh, like, I'd never seen Nightmare Before Christmas before, but Beetlejuice was what I watched first. And I'd seen it around the time, not long after it came out. So Tim Burton, it was Tim Burton's first big film. And um, it was before Batman, before anything else. So I wasn't seeing it as a Tim Burton film at the time. It was just a big mainstream film. I mean, probably the main attraction for me at the time would have been Winona Ryder, because I had a bit of a crush on Winona Ryder, and still do, as it happens, if she's listening. Um, but... The film itself, at the time, I wasn't madly impressed by, and I'm still not. I mean, I enjoyed it, I like it, but it seems like it's a Tim Burton film in development. Like, you just see all the quirks that you expect him to come up with later on. And you can see all the signs of of a Tim Burton film, but a lot of it feels underdeveloped. Some of it is very good, but I'll come back to that. So defend it to me, because I know you love it. Well, yeah, no, that's it's a film that is, I think, also very amateur. It looks very amateur, right. I think. Yeah, it certainly does the special effects. Yeah, but it's just, I don't know, it's just so, it's so, um, it's the essence of Tim Burton. I think it's just, it's it's the weirdness and the eerie, and it's just for the sake of being, you know. Style like, for its own sake. Yeah, I just, but I like it anyway. It's not... I don't think it's one of his best ones. No, it's not very long. But. Yeah, um, but I just think it's those kind of things, um, those in-between movies, you know? <laughs> like, that yeah. is, it's just, I don't know. Now I feel I should defend it. <laughs> in-between. Because it's certainly a developed film. Well, it's, that's why I'm contradicting myself, because this is underdeveloped. It's, there's a lot of signs of what Tim Burton went on to do. But I think what's missing is that there needs to be a lot more of Beetlejuice. Yeah. Because yeah. every time he's in it, it's brilliant. Yeah. Michael Keaton is hilarious in it. And I think he ad-libbed everything in it. Like, it certainly looks like it. He seems to be making it up as he goes along. And some of what he says is very, very funny. Like, um, when he announces himself in his credentials and he said, I've seen The Exorcist 137 times and it gets funnier every single time. Lines like that, which... Don't sound funny when I delivered them, but we're very good at the time. And his the way he did all his posing, acting, everything he did on that performance was just brilliant and really lit up the film. But he's only in it for about half an hour, I'd say at most twenty minutes. Yeah. And it and it takes it's halfway through the film before he even appears. Yeah, exactly, because they have to die before yes. and the whole house being sold and stuff like that. Yeah. Um 
No, I, I do love it. I'm not saying I hate it. <laughs> I'm just saying it's the one of my least favorites from him, but still, it's, yeah, it's one would, of my favorites. I would say that as well. Like, I do like it. Um, and certainly, if it was anyone else, I'd say, yes, it's a great, well, it's a much better film, but from Tim Burton. Now, of course, it was only a few years later, came up with Edward Scissorhands, which I love. Yeah. And that's, you can see, this is Edward Scissorhands in waiting. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think uh, he just did it to experiment and to see, um, like, his limits, kind of. I don't know. It seems like it's very much him in it. Mm-hmm. Like, all the creatures and that yeah. kind of stuff. I even saw, if you read um, Burton on Burton, they have all the, and even his, um, because he has exhibitions of his art and stuff right. in some places. He had one in Sao Paulo last year and he has all the original drawings he had. It's just his drawings and he creates stories for the drawings he makes. Right. So that was kind of one of the cases for Beetlejuice yeah. that he kind of elaborated on top of that and just, you know. Comes but, up with the yeah. characters and then fashions a story around them. Yeah. So uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Nightmare Before Christmas was very good. It was just what I expected, to be honest. Um, it was quite funny. It was, like, it was, as I said, just what I expected. It didn't overwhelm me or amaze me or anything. I said, yeah, but it didn't disappoint me or let me down. Um, and it's very nice and short. It's very quick. It's only 75 minutes long. And so you go, oh, it's just coming to you. It's over. So, and it all, it follows all the rules. It's a typical fairy story film, but it's very enjoyable. I mean, I'm not a great fan of musicals like that. I do like some musicals, but that one just didn't bother me it's, it's witty of, isn't it it's, it's, it's very witty. like it's it's yeah. um, it's not the typical disney musical oh no well it's i mean it, it was um it was like it's a disney film but they didn't release it as a disney film at the time um it was released as touchstone which they just launched as their alternative more mature film company and um, i think it is now grouped with disney because tim burton is so wrapped up in disney himself but it, it certainly doesn't feel like, no, your average feel-good Disney film. But it doesn't feel, it's certainly not a feel-bad film. Oh, no, Everyone's no. Everyone's nice. Yeah, but the thing, yeah. I remember because I was watching it when I was 10. And I remember it was, it wasn't scary. But I always thought, like, the Oogie Boogie Man, he kind of, he yeah. did kind of scare me a bit because he was a bit. Well, particularly at the end when his costume comes off and he's all these creepy crawlies that just yeah. disintegrate into the thing. And I mean, one thing with him as well, I didn't know Dick Van Dyke did, did his voice. I couldn't Don't believe dare. that. Don't <laughs> you dare. I've been preparing that for a week. I really thought you might go for that. <laughs> um, but Dick Van Dyke aside, it would have been great if Dick Van Dyke had played him. But I actually thought he was a distraction. You know, his musical number with Santa Claus, when yeah. he captures him, I've had that held up the film. And that's, I think, a lot of times with musicals, this is a problem. It's suddenly everything stops for the musical number and then on to the film again. And that's what it felt like with that. You say, no, we want to get back to the story. What's happening with Jack? And well, but thing. Sally tried to take him, tried to save. Yeah, the after the song. No, it was I during. Think, no, I think it's You after. could see her undoing her little arm and trying yeah. to come. And it was towards the end of the song that Oogie Boogie Man saw her, that it all happened. Yeah. But she was trying to get there while he was singing and doing all that. Okay, right. Well, I missed that to a certain extent. Well, it just felt like, come on. well, as soon as the song started, I was going, oh, like all the other songs, no problem. Just start. They kept the plot going and flowing it along. And this, I said, no, this is just a set piece. So we're just going to have to wait for this guy to get his stick done and whatever. But, I think but that's, 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 that's one of my favourite songs. Oh, God. <laughs> I got right with this. 
<laughs> no, I, I agree with you. I do agree. I with just spent the entire time fantasizing with Dick Van Dyke and just to wind you up with that. So that's probably what distracted me. Right. So see you next time when we come back <laughs> to talk about Dick Van Dyke and no. mixed fantasies. No, I don't fantasize. <laughs> In terms of what I liked about it, there's a lot I liked about it, but one thing I did particularly like was the three um, little assistants he has, whatever you call them, they're like three little children that he sets off to kidnap Santa Claus. Oh, yes, yes, yes. They come yeah. back with the Easter Bunny. So yes. I thought they were very funny. And the way they're fighting amongst themselves all the time. And then saying, uh, yes, he told us to get Santa Claus in a safe place. So they give him to the boogie man. Yeah. And so I liked all that. I liked, every time they appeared, like a, a smile came on my face automatically. Oh, this is going to be fun. Yeah, so, I liked the way, um, I also liked how it, it was, on the intro you go into the city and they're having the Halloween festival or whatever, and then a day after that the mayor comes like, okay, I have the plans for next year's Halloween, <laughs> and it all just revolves towards that, and he's yeah. just sick of that, and he just wants yeah. something different, and and then when he, he disappears, <laughs> well, then when he disappears, the mayor gets into panic. We've only 364 <laughs> days left before the next one. So I said, actually, it's 363. And he goes, no, and freaks out. So yeah. yeah, that was all. And in that whole, like, that's the whole thing with Tim Burton. It's another world. So, I mean, the whole concept yeah. of there is a world like that where certain sections are dedicated to Halloween, certain sections are dedicated to Christmas. And like, there's, so there's Christmas tree land or Christmas land, Easter land, obviously, with the Easter bunny. It's very much like um, a reference, a, a similar, and I won't say very much like, but kind of reminds me of The Grinch. Which I haven't seen. You haven't, haven't seen? I haven't seen The Grinch. Oh, no. why did this I recommend is... that one? <laughs> <laughs> because you can't keep recommending children's films to me, please. Next recommendation. Oh, no. the, Next Grinch, recommendation. the Grinch is available and suitable for everyone. And it is a great movie. <laughs> okay, I, I, I look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> whatever about the films we're getting scary. very the aggressive are getting more and more scary anyway. okay but in terms of Tim Burton yes. was it um, these films that made you a Tim Burton fan in the first place because you are Tim Burton would be one of your favourite directors if not, not the, the favourite yeah <laughs> um, no he is one of my he's the, the fav, my favourite director because I don't know if it, because the, his story is he used to be, he, he, he studied in UCLA and he drawing and doing arts and all that. And apparently there was one competition that was, you know, Disney was choosing another artist mm-hmm. and he got picked and he worked for Disney for a while. But his drawings weren't suitable <laughs> for, it wasn't what Disney wanted. And he, there's a, a specific drawing, which is Vincent. Yeah, I've heard of that. Yeah. And he used to draw that and he wanted that to become... A film. Uh, either a film or something. Well, it, it was a short. It became yeah. a short, yeah. Right. And you, I kind of see the similarities with Frank and Weenie, with the character of Frank and Weenie. Okay. And I don't know, I have to actually read about that to see what, you know, um, what connection they have. But, um, yeah, so th- then that became a short. And I think he kind of drifted away a bit from Disney. And I can't remember if he left and then came back. Or I just yeah. can't remember. But that, it just... To me, he's just so himself. He's not like anyone else. No. You know? And mm. that's what I like about him because it's just, he's not trying to be anyone. He's just saying, I'm like this, accept me or yeah. don't. I don't go and see the film. Yeah, basically. exactly. And he's just, it's just such a different take on films. I don't know. I just like him a lot. Like yeah. Edward Scissorhands was just an amazing film. 
and um, Sweeney Todd. Like, oh, I haven't seen <laughs> you see all these classic films yeah. you could have recommended to me. It's a I musical. I wanted to see Oh, I know it. I'd love to and see it. It's a bloody musical. And I thought yeah. I'd be like, oh, my God, I just can't, you know, yeah. cope with it. But it got to a point where I was just, it was just so funny in a way but it was just a horrible funny movie <laughs> but it was good like him and uh, um johnny depp and tim burton work really well together yeah and even um elena Bo- bone carter which they're now married mm-hmm. to weirdos <laughs> um but she'd been around long before that like she'd been in a lot of films i well oh yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and she's been in films that that are very like the opposite of Tim Burton yeah. style films. Something like A Room with a View, for example, which is where she pretty much started. Yeah, and. Just, um, if it goes around to the world, really, in comparison to Tim Burton. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she mm-hmm. had, what was the other film that I saw her in? Um, that she had a little hat and stuff, and she was just so. In it. Oh, the um, King's Speech. She had a little hat. <laughs> it's because I just remember her looking like a midwife. Um, <laughs> Because of the series Midwife. Anyway, we're drifting too much from the subject. We're drifting so many. <laughs> to your strange recesses, your mind. Yeah. <laughs> she, had a little ha- she had a little hat, so that made her look like Midwife. <laughs> and, the, and the Queen's speech. Yes, the King's speech. Jesus. Um, yes. No, just, we're, we're, so, so, yeah, we've moved from... Yeah, so anyway. Topics. So, yeah. No, Tim Burton is, for me, um, like, he has his own style. That's what I kind of admire. Yeah. I know I would I would say the same in terms of I will always go and see a Tim Burton film because Tim Burton made it. That would be my first priority. Yeah. Or reason for going. Now um I missed um summon up just but it's it's just by accident or have, whatever, but I would always go and see a Tim Burton. Have you ever film. seen Ed Wood? Ed Wood is my favourite Tim Burton film and probably one of my all time favourite films. Yeah. I it's the reference of like it's it's just both of them. Just mad. In terms of Johnny Depp and and Tim Burton, Tim Burton and Ed Wood, Wood. Yeah. yeah. Well, in terms, that's one thing. It's different from all his other films in that it's completely based in reality. Yeah. Like I mean, obviously it's based on fact, but I mean everything in it is real. Whereas there's always some fantasy element in any of his other films, even if they're set in ordinary, like Edward Scissorhands being a classic example. It's a heightened reality or whatever. Whereas Ed Wood, but it's what I loved about Ed Wood, um, and I went to see it expecting to like it because I was interested in Ed Wood himself and all day, and I just came out and saying, what a lovely man. It's just, he's so sweet. He's so constantly optimistic. And now we're going to get into the discussion that we actually, yeah, we'll talk about Ed Wood. I'll put that as the title of this as well, because I love the film so much. And it's just he, failure after failure after failure, and he keeps coming back. He just never gives up. And at one point, there's a phone call he makes with a producer who he sent in his film, and he says, so what did you think of the film? And you just hear one side of the phone call, just Ed Wood's side, and he says, worst film you ever saw. My next one would be better. So I love that. Also, his relationship with Bella Lugosi, um, Dracula, the Dracula actor, who um, he dies in the middle of while they're working together, and there's just a scene in the film where... He's in a projection room watching the last footage he made of Bella Lugosi and he's just sitting there on his own in this projection room watching it. And he just asked the projectionist at the end of it, could you play that again? And I just wept at that. It was just a, such a touchy moment yeah. in so many ways. He just wants, and also as well, the way he just asks, like any other director would say, play that again. He's just so 
he's such a decent person. Yeah, he just yeah. go up and ask. The lowly projections, would you mind playing that again for me? This it's beyond sweet. And I think that sums up Tim Burton very much. He's a very sweet yeah, director. Yeah. That was actually what I was going to say. Now, you mentioned Edward Scissorhands, which was a heightened reality or whatever. Mm-hmm. Everything, I think, in his films, it, it, like characters, main characters, are all Tim Burton in different ways. Because right. in Edward Scissorhands, this is what I think, because he's so quirky and he's so different and he's so weird and mm. in his own way that he's completely different from everyone else. Yeah. So that's why I always think Edward, Scissor, Edward Scissorhands kind of like him. Because if you see the, the, the society there, they're all the same. Yeah. You know? And then there's just oh, yeah, this one all... guy that's different. And same thing with Nightmare Before Christmas. He's the only one that wants to do something different. Everyone wants to do the same you thing. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. And he's just, you know, that one person that, that wants to do goes against the yeah, system. Yeah, and even, like, even Alice is not his story, whatever, but I always see, like, the Mad Hatter is just Tim Burton. <laughs> it's just completely, and every every single character that Johnny Depp plays in a Tim Burton film, I always see, uh, that's just him saying to... He's playing Tim he's Burton. He's playing Tim Burton. And because they're so so close, personally, because yeah. um, Johnny Depp is, is Tim Burton's son's godfather. Yeah. So they're so close that I think... Johnny Depp knows him so well that he just plays Tim Burton, like the characters in a Tim Burton, you know, personality yeah. kind of way. That's why I always thought Tim Burton films is just him trying to show society he's normal and he's lovable <laughs> and he, you know, he's, he's also a, he's a nice guy. Yeah. So, yeah, so we've both agreed on that, that we both love Tim Burton and we'll go and see anything he's made and we'll see it again, even though yeah. he has two films coming out this year. Which they? is Alice Through the Looking Glass and okay. Miss Peregrine's Peregrine's or Pellegrine's House of Peculiar Children. I wonder what that will be like. <laughs> Which is, I'm reading the book now. That's really interesting. And I, is I that can't a, that wait. a children's book as well? Um, I'd say it's a teenager's book. I wouldn't okay. say children now. <laughs> well, young adults? Young adults, yeah. yeah. Well, no, but I mean, young adults is a genre in itself. But yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But as in... But it's still fantasy. And it is still fantasy, yeah. Complicated yeah. stuff and so on. Yeah. Okay. So thank you very much. And I already have one in my mind now to recommend to you. <laughs> is it? Oh, is this inspired by what I just said to you? Yes, it, ha- okay. it is. Um, so we'll uh, thank you so much. It's good by then. No, it's not. I swear it's, it's, it's not. It's another week before uh, that. Yeah, anyway. no, I swear it's not. Okay. Anymore. <laughs> Just wrap it up, Marie. Come okay. on. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Better pay attention now, because I'm the boogeyman. And if you aren't shaking, there's something very wrong. Because this may be the last time you hear the boogie song. <laughs>